from high sticking to breaking down the middle. Here's the lowdown with Low Tide on, on Sports, Sports 1440. Presented by Wolf GMC Buick. We're making it easy. WolfGMCBuick.com. Welcome to the lowdown Friday edition. Oh my God, we're kickstarting the weekend. Today's show, 15 in a row without breaking a sweat. The autos can do it any way you want it. They can do exciting, they can do boring, they can suppress, they can outscore, they can do it all, and they can even shout out with the backup in goal. My goodness. I don't, I'm looking through my complaints book and it's never let me down before. I just don't have much. What the hell is going on around here? Sports1440.ca, iHeartRadio, Radio Player Canada, podcast at Apple, Spotify, and, and, you know, other places. But Apple, Spotify appear to be the top two. Text or call us at 1-833-401-1440 on Twitter at Low Tide and at Declan Kruger. Our guest today, rumors... Declinations with Declan, Lansky, and Yuremchuk. Not exactly Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young, but they're more talented with the verbal. They just can't sing worth a tinker's damn. With that, we say a hearty hello to our very good friend, Declan, who's... Are you making a paper airplane over there? What are you doing? <laughs> I was just folding up my liner reads. You know, I, I, it takes, I don't have a whole lot of desk space over here, so I fold them up so it's Because nice of and, your uh, gigantic typewriter over yeah. there that makes the clunking sound. That takes up most of the space. You are 100% correct on that. When I started in radio, there were four writers uh, writing commercials, and they all had loud typewriters, like the big, bangy, clangy ones, and they made less noise than you. So do I bring you back to the good old days a little bit? Like a it's a bit. little nostalgic yeah. almost? When okay. I first started in radio, one of the writers w- would play the ponies. So... You never really knew when the copy was going to get written because <laughs> it all depended on when the horses were racing. Oh, well, there you go. Those were the good old no, days. I'm when you. horse racing came before your job, <laughs> my goodness. I wish we were still Totally. Like the lowdown is driven by Wolf GMC Buick on the corner of 184th Street and Stony Plain Road. The Discover event is on now, and they're blowing out remaining 2023 GMCs. Discounts up to $8,000 plus 0% financing. Oh, my. Visit Wolf GMC Buick. Dot com Wolf W O L F E, eight grand you could spend that at the track. I, I I have to say to you that when you prepare a show like this where that's two hours and you ramble on about you know everything from Elton John in nineteen seventy five and those crazy boots and Pinball Wizard and Captain Fantastic to you know gum boots and slickers when you were twelve. You don't have to do like a lot of prep because it's all in the brain and it spews out and it's nonsensical. However, I do like to have some clarity in the first segment. So ordinarily, I make about 15 bullet points and I try to get to say half of them. But I go one through 15, the most pertinent early, uh, later on pictures of my vacation in 1979 sort of thing. Today, I mean, there's nothing to bitch about. 15 wins. 15 wins. 15 wins in a row. And I can hear people saying, yeah, you've gone through it. Sometimes, what's that What's that line they have in when you're driving your vehicle and you look in the rear view mirror and it sometimes says, it says, objects may be closer than they appear. I think it will take some time for us to, to really know how much this winning streak did for the organization, how big a hole it allowed them to get out of, and we don't know how long they'll hold sway. We don't. They could lose tomorrow night, or they might not lose until, I don't know, the 10th of March. They will lose. We know that. But when? And are we talking about a 35-5 and five run, a la the 79-80 Philadelphia Flyers? That was a very good team. I don't know. I do know it's pretty hard to carve the Oilers. I know people are doing it, but it's because they have tweets on Darnell Nurse and uh, Ken Holland's trading that they're just they just run twenty four hours a day every hour on the hour a new one pops up and they just send it out there. It's by rote. It's just a thing that people do. However, today in reality, I don't know where they're going to put Corey Perry. If you're Corey Perry, are you are you like wanting to get into this line? What if you get in and you make a mistake and it costs the game? Now, Corey Perry does not have that kind of attitude. He wants to get in there. He's signed. He's ready to go. He's he's 
champing at the bit? Is that the word of chomping at the bit? I think chomping is when you eat loud. I think it's chomping at the bit. Is it? I think so. Okay. But I've been I've been wrong on sayings before on this show, so take it with a grain of salt. The best one was when you thought was it was it Sledgehammer you thought was by Billy Joel? No, it was I don't really want to go down this road again, but I guess I will. It was uh, Salisbury Hill, I Salisbury thought it may Hill. have been. Yeah. He was Salisbury Hill, that yeah. Billy Joel, he's sure good. I it, know. It's just so funny, Declan. And my dad, like I said, if my dad had heard, he would have beat me, beat me senseless with the belt. So, wow. Uh, yeah, it was a tough and one. And he never did that, just so everybody well, knows. Clearly he doesn't listen because he, he, he damn sure would have if he had heard. Well, you know, I mean, so many people don't listen. We just don't have time to, to go down the list. Calvin Pickard played well. I think he had five high danger stops, gets the shutout. His save percent, the Oilers, I, I put it on my blog today, everything's good. It's, everything's Archie right now. It's all good. There's, there's nothing, I, like, I can, I can rip something, but why? Why would you do that? You know, while they were, they looked a little boring against Chicago. They didn't have the killer. Okay. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's like finding fault with, with close enough for jazz. Close enough for perfect. Pickard is probably putting himself in a position where he will be the backup. One of the reasons is they've got some cover. Jack Campbell's last four starts, he's like 960 in the AHL. Olivier Rodrigue looks good. They've got four goalies. I'm not saying that, you know, Rodrigue will start the first game of the Stanley Cup play. I'm not saying that. Do you remember the time Sather named Andy Moog his starter, and people went nuts. No, it was 1980, and that was 43 years ago. But I bet somebody out there remembers it. And I, I, I remember people saying, Glenn Sather has lost his cotton-picking mind. And they beat the Montreal Canadiens. And Andy Moog was a star in that series. The star. I don't want to get the Andy Moog Marching and Chowder Society and fan club out to get me. Moog was the story in that series. Connor McDavid, great night. I'm about to say something that will cause you anger and rage and possibly, possibly you'll turn the radio off, but I hope you don't. Connor McDavid had a great night. He fell down. Did you see that? What the hell was that? You know, they've turned him into a bully. I'm, I'm, going to flesh this out, but that's the bottom line. That's the breaking news. He's a monster now. You know, I remember when Connor McDavid was accosted, fouled, whatever word you want to use. I'm making mine up, apparently. Against two Philadelphia Flyer defensemen, one of whom became a oiler later. And he lost his Calder trophy, and he hurt himself, and he was out for a long time. And after that, there were enforcers, but there were still, you know, pushing and shoving and slashing and all these things. And one day, Conor McDavid realized that the referees weren't going to help him, that the league didn't care. We'll talk about Brendan Gallagher in a minute. And so he said, to hell with this noise. I'll do it myself. And now, when, he, when Conor McDavid goes into a corner, he looks like a drummer. Like, he looks like the guy who drums for the Allman Brothers. Bang, bang, pow, pow, bang, 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 bang. He's all over. He's using both ends of his stick, the butt end. He's, you know, hitting the guy, punching him, slamming him, cross-checking, getting the puck. And he does it so quickly, and people are used to it now, and he doesn't take a penalty. But watch the man, and I I will never hear you. When you say McDavid needs protection, I'm going to say, from what? From what? McDavid has he is man strength now, and he's got the attitude born of a man who did not get things called against him early in his career. And now he does not care. Oh, you're not going to call a penalty? I'll just cross-check you. And then he takes the puck and scores. Holy Hannibal. Does nobody see this? And, and because they don't call anything, I guess the refs think it's close enough to the playoffs for the Oilers. He's getting away with a lot of things. But this begat, the McDavid we see came about because of the non-calls that happened for years and years and years and years. The Winnipeg Jets series, remember that thing? Yeah. 
That ended McDavid being in any way passive. Now he's the destroyer. It, it is for him to be as good as he is, and he's the best player on the planet. For him to be as good as he is and as physical as he is, is is pretty astounding. It's twelve eleven. It's a Friday. I've got two directions I can go here. I've got three things. I'll really quickly take care of Brendan Gallagher. It's a phone conversation. That means five games or less. That's ridiculous. That was a predatory hit. And is I know what they do. They go, is how bad is the guy hurt? Is he uh what? You know, is he gonna what's going on here? Well, we'll give him the f- uh, I don't want to give him more than five, so let's have a we'll give him five and then he can appeal and it'll be three. Come on. The 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 NHL player safety basically does a calculus. And it's it's not the way to be. You've got to punish that. It was predatory. Did you see the elbow go up? My eyes are old. Maybe you don't believe me. Maybe you don't believe that what I'm saying is true. Declan, did you see on that Gallagher play, did you see his elbow? Yeah, he oh, raised okay. that thing up like a chicken wing and threw it like an MMA fighter. There so, was intent to injure, and it was a dirty hit. And how come he gets five or less? What the hell, man? Well, those are the questions I generally ask you. I'm obviously not in the NHL's uh, Department of Player Safety, but what, when I look at that hit and when I look at the clear intent to injure... I look at eight games for something. Are like you that. not on the the radio station company safety board? Uh, I am, but we safety? but we all are. So it's not really so, that uh, impressive of a title. You should be able. To, like, if I did that, if I if I did that to Halle, you'd give me five games. Uh, I'd ooh, yeah, I'd probably give you more than that. Well, here's what I'm going to ask you. What would you, what What do you think would be? I think you should get seven. Yeah, I said eight, so I, th- I think we're in the same boat. Yeah, I don't know. By the way, what's your declinations about today? Uh, I'm going to keep this very general today. We're doing the top five players in the NHL right now. Oh, well, yeah. that's going to be an interesting one. How yeah, do- I'm looking forward to it. So are there four or five Oilers? Uh, there's actually six because I had a tie for the fifth spot. Um, <laughs> congratulations, Stuart Skinner. You were the uh, last one to get in there in the, t- the top five. Somebody asked me yesterday, a buddy of mine, I, I don't really have friends. I call them buddy because I feel like I won't offend them. I don't like people. So anyway, uh, my friend, buddy, whatever I'm calling him, he says, what would you do with the orders? I'm like, I, I write about them. That's what I do about the orders. He goes, no, no, what would you, if you're Ken Holland? I'm like, well, if I'm Ken Holland, I'm like, oh, my God, I look good in this suit that costs more than Low Tide's car. But if I'm Ken Holland and I'm running this team, I really have to think about what I'm doing. And I'm going to tell you why. And I've been, I've been mulling and pondering on this for some time now. If, if you're going to go, go. Shoot the moon. Shoot the moon. You know, we've been talking about, well, maybe he'll get James Reimer as a backup. You know, or, you know, maybe maybe it's a, a right-handed defenseman, uh, you know, Tanev. But what if, you sh- what if you shoot the moon? What if you say, I'm Ken Holland. I'm going to go get the best player available. I'm going to take my first-round picks for the next two years. I'm going to take Philip Broberg, and I'm going to take Dylan Holloway and, you know, that really nice piece of art in the lobby, and I'm going to go get my guy. And maybe I have to trade Jack Campbell to get the cap to work, but I'm doing it all, and I'm going to get the, whoever it is. I don't know who it is. I like Lindholm in Calgary. I don't think he's available. Maybe Toffoli. I'm not sure. I thought Gallagher might be, but I'm not after last night. Oh, maybe he is. Maybe that's even better. I don't know. But what do you think of shooting the moon? Do you know what I mean by shoot the moon? If I say shoot the moon to you, Declan, what do you mean? What do you think I mean? Well, when I think of shoot the moon, first I think of the card game Hearts. Yes. Where you shoot the moon, you get all 26 points and That's, distribute them against the other players. Which is perfect. But when I think of shoot the moon, I think of going for it. Going Damn all straight. in. Yeah. Yes. Shooting yeah. for the moon. You are, you are like, you're a country song. And you, the, the, the money ran out and the engine's going to blow and you don't care. You do not care. And every one of the idiot lights on the dashboard is screaming, stop! And you don't care. And the, the, the chubby police officer with the hands waving, you go right through. The spike belt, the whole thing, you don't care. You're going for it. Shoot the moon. I didn't mean to make any sort of 
comment about our police officers. They're beautiful people. Just in my mind, I had that. No, I'm trying to, <laughs> trying to think of the repercussions. Um, Fridays are fun for me. I enjoy Fridays because it's the week has, has been completed. Uh, the weekend sports is usually tons of stuff to do and talk about. And I am, I am so interested in what happens with the Bakersfield Condors, especially their forwards in the second half of the season. And you're like, geez, low tide. Could you get a more obscure thing to talk about? I, I won't talk about it completely. That won't be the entire segment. We have declinations at 1240 and rumors on the way. But one of the things I want to talk about in the rumors segment is what the orders have of value down on the farm and what might be the ask from other teams. This is the Lowdown with Low Tide on Sports 1440. Lowdown on Sports 1440. I'm liking this for a Friday. Lowdown is driven by Wolf GMC. New name, same great team. Find them on the corner of 184th Street and Stony Plain Road. We say hi to Doug and to Mary. Who did that song? That was Fergie. Oh, again and, with the Fergie. Well, that was the song I meant to play yesterday when I uh, accidentally played Fergalicious, so I you, thought I would write my wrongs. You a song. Now, I know the Junk in the Trunk song, and I like the band. What was the name of her band? Black Eyed Peas. They were very good. I liked them very much. But then when my kids were small and I was at the park, you played a song yesterday, sir, that had quite a bit of verbal that would be, I would say, you know where the outer marker is? It was probably a good, I would say, a two-hour drive past it. <laughs> that was, the, you're talking about the one I played by Fergie yesterday. Yes, I am. Yeah, Fergalicious, yeah. yeah there were some things going, and she contradicted herself. I, When I see her again, I will ask her, because I think in the lyric that I heard, she said one thing, and then and then she said another later, which I'm sure everybody noticed at the time. I do not remember that song on the radio. I was listening to Fred Penner at the time. We actually got a text in about that song that this isn't music, don't play that. So Well, no, it was music. It clearly was music. Well, not according to, you know, one of our texters. What are there, you was do? A, there was a video. Until I saw Love on the Brain, this was the most outrageous video I ever saw that they did when she was in that band. I think it was the Junk in the Trunk one. My and Humps is the song, yeah. My Lady Bumps and stuff, and I'm like... Sing well, it for us. <laughs> my goodness, I said to myself, self... Well, this doesn't look like the Tommy Hunter show. All right, so it is time now for rumors. There's some things going on. Philadelphia Flyers are paying people. Owen Tippett, who was traded not long ago, has signed an eight-year extension, $49.6 million. That's more than Declan will make in the next three years. $49.6 million. That that was a hell of a deal. The 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 Panthers got Claude Giroux for like a few minutes, and the Flyers. Good scouting, good pro scouting, is like it saves you so much money and time. And the owners have a good pro scouting staff. I believe in Brad Holland. I believe that that Michael Parcati, uh, who I do not talk to but I consider a friend, he will be helping in the analytics department. Yeah, giddy up. This is the good stuff. It truly is. I'm glad for Owen Tippett. My brother-in-law is a Flyers fan, and I always cheer for them. My friend Jane is a Flyers fan. So I know they'll be happy, and I'm happy for them. The Toronto Maple Leafs have placed Bobby McMahon on IR, a lingering undisclosed injury. McMahon, I don't know if you know his story or not, but he is from Wainwright. And he played in the AJHL for the Lloydminster Bobcats and the Bonneville Pontiacs and then went to Colgate University. And he worked his way up, ECHL, AHL, and finally the last couple of seasons in the NHL. Uh, a guy to respect for sure. And he's 27. I, I would I would compare him, his, his uh, arc in terms of career and his trajectory, somewhat similar to Derek Ryan of the Edmonton Oilers. Coming from a long way back but getting there. And he is on the IR now. One of the things I'm going to be watching and writing about in the next little while is the kids on the farm in the AHL, specifically the forwards that are in the Edmonton Oilers system. 
There's, there's, you know that song for what it's worth by Buffalo Springfield. It starts out. There's something happening here. What it is isn't exactly clear. Yeah, it's a great song. Might it might be ain't exactly clear. I can't remember now, but that's what's happening in Bakersfield. They got a bunch of guys. Some of them are are like a couple are rookies, but mostly they're two year guys, and they've been just sort of like treading water. You know what I mean by treading water? You're a swimmer. You should know that. I can't believe you don't know that. So. It's starting. The spark is happening. It's after Christmas. It often is after Christmas. In the last three games, Carter Savoy has two goals and an assist. Max Wanner is starting to come around. Marcus Niemelainen has scored a couple of times, and his goal share has really spiked. Four-two goal share in his last five games. Matvey Petrov, he's a flat-out rookie. Two goals and three points in the last three games. Jaden Group, who was acquired from the Rangers in the offseason, goal and two points or two assists, three points in the last three games, emerging as a solid two-way player. And he's a big, he's like Warner. Uh Warner is a piece of work. Warner is a nasty guy. He's gonna make the NHL and he might beat all these skill guys, but Warner can play and Group can play, and they can play a physical style. They don't have to coach him up about how to be physical. They're already there. Xavier Borgo, who's the first round pick in all of this. He's the guy who has to cash or somebody's going to look foolish. Foolish, I tell you. He has a goal and three points in the last three games. And Tyler Tulio is 1-1-2 in his last three games. Yeah. There's, there's something good going on there. They're starting to play these cats and they're starting to respond. I don't know who's going to win. Not all of these guys are going to play. There's like five forwards down there. And the Oilers just sent Dylan Holloway up. He's, I don't think he's going back unless he gets hurt. He's looking really good. One of the things I'm going to ask both Steve Lansky and Tata Uramchuk in our number two is, Corey Perry going in, say, tomorrow night, I'd, I, if I were him, I'd be happy if the coach said, you know, well, let's just wait. I know Corey Perry wouldn't be, but he's a different person than I am. I mean, I would be perfectly happy going to the old folks' home in town and playing pool or something like that as opposed to going into a hockey game and possibly looking foolish. But I think Corey Perry wants to get into that lineup. I don't know if he can. And when he comes out, who's coming out? Most people say Sam Gagne, and I get it. I understand, but Gagne's playing well. Would it be Derek Ryan? Would it be Matthias Janmark? He's the lefty there. That's the one reason I think he stays. He can also penalty kill. Connor Brown, I don't think he'll come out because he can penalty kill. You could move Ryan to center. Interesting. The other question people are asking today online is, hey, Al, do you think they'll keep the McDavid-Dreisaitl line together? I think, I think they will. Um, they might come back and have a different look at the break. Okay, a lot of a lot of interesting questions here. We're going to get to a few of these, and then we will take a break. And then it's my friend over here with declinations. How do the Flyers survive without Hart? And now does the team spiral down? They 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 have a young goaltender who has looked good. I, I don't know if that means that that he's going to be able to take on the entire load because if you're if you're the backup and you're playing well, that doesn't mean you can step in and be the starter. And Samuel Urson is not, like, he's not a, an elderly fellow. He's 24 years old. He was drafted in 2018. He has 36 games of NHL experience. So maybe. But it's not like they're getting pushed by anybody either. Lotai, do you remember when Rick Pinter read the Lady Lump song? Yes, I do. Yeah, I knew Pinter decades ago, many years ago, in the 80s, I knew Rick Pinter. Good guy, nice fellow. Hey, LT and Declan, what do you think about Sean Dursey? Two million UFA. He annoyed the crap out of me when he was with the Kings, and he can play from elbow. I don't know why Arizona wouldn't sign him. Uh, If he's available, sure. 
LT, did you see the stadium jerseys? The Honorators give me the Otters third jersey vibes. They're, they're, these two organizations are connected in a lot of ways. Stanley's came back to back, like four for the Honorators and then five and seven for the Otters. And that's all she wrote for either organization. Their colors are the same. And this is the weird part. This is where I need a trench coat and need to be introducing unsolved mysteries like Robert Stack. If you say, let's go Islanders, it sounds like let's go Oilers. And I don't know how you do that because the, the syllables. It's like a, it's like a weirdness. It's, it, I don't like it, but it's true. Good afternoon, gentlemen. This is from Gord Oil. Very formal. Probably in front of a podium with a microphone, suit and tie, shaved. Good afternoon, gentlemen. I mean, he shaved. I don't mean they shaved him. Good afternoon, gentlemen. If I'm Ken Holland, I've got four goalies I can use. Defense is working good. Broberg ready to go. Would get one other D-man as more depth behind Broberg. Make a hard pitch for Monaghan as a second-line center in the top six. Make a pitch for Patty Maroon for the bottom six. Then I pat myself on the back and hope for a cup. I don't think that's far away from what could happen. Ken Holland looks at a player, checks the birth date, and if it's within 35 years of him, as in Holland, he goes, okay, the guy's starting to get some experience. He does not fear age. Chris Chelios was 937 years old and playing defense for the Detroit Red Wings. He does not fear age. We haven't talked about the NFL yet. (sighs) San Francisco Ravens? I think that's probably where the educated money would go. I would love to see Detroit. Me run too. the table and get there. Me um, too. And I, I'd like to see the other team, the the who do you call it? The somebody. Chiefs? Yeah. Oh no. They come never on. get any love. What's the last time they won it. anything? Give stop them a chance. It. We're done with them. We want to see Lamar get a ring. Lamar I want, I want Taylor Swift and the Kansas City Chiefs to win the Super Bowl, and I'll tell you why. Because everybody who's like, she's got it, they're gonna lose because of her, and it's all gonna be her fault. They have to they have to live with the fact that what they said had zero meaning at all. That's what I want. Go ahead. I'm sorry to interrupt you. No, I, yeah, it's an interesting perspective. My thing is Lamar Jackson <laughs> was at the beginning of the season, you know, there were teams that were coming out and saying Atlanta, Washington saying, Yeah, we don't want him. We're okay. Baltimore was hesitant to pay him this money. I think he has very firmly worked himself into the conversation to be the second-best quarterback in the world. I think he is the second-best quarterback in the world. He's about to win his second MVP. He's playing in the conference championship now. If he can run the table and go on and win the Super Bowl, we're putting him down in the history books as one of the best quarterbacks of this era. That is what we're. That is what is at stake for Lamar Jackson, and this is a guy who I think is transcendent at the quarterback position. I want to see him succeed. I'm cheering for greatness. I want to see him do well. Now, of course, I would like to see the Lions. They're the lovable losers. I would love to see them get there, but on the other side, San Francisco, Kyle Shanahan's offensive schemes are just too good. Detroit Lions do not have a good secondary. Cam Sutton against Debo Samuel. My goodness, that has 180 yards and two TDs for Debo written all over it. I just think they have too much firepower offensively. They've looked, they've looked a little slow lately i will give them that and that packers game left a little bit to be to be desired but i think when you mix everything together like i you know not to sound like a broken record but i can't reiterate it enough there's just too much talent on that offensive side of the football for san francisco to lose that game if the lions make it to the super bowl i'll be cheering they have to activate barry sanders and let him catch one like fair catch well punt it, him and calvin johnson yes my goodness you want to talk about two guys who did a lot for your franchise and you hung them out to dry get those for two in the years, super bowl for years they'd go eight and eight and the eight was sanders just being too ridiculous you know what would be crazy about the lions making the super bowl and it's not you know it's very much a possibility they're a good team you know 12 and 5 in the regular season they're here so it's very much a possibility but jared goff in that scenario would mm-hmm. be a two-time super bowl appearer yeah which is pretty crazy considering the Considering the uh, you know the lexicon that surrounds Jared Goff, Goff and Wentz, that the whole thing is weird. The, the, that whole year, the draft and what has come, you know, afterward, is it just there's no way anybody could have predicted the way it's, you know, 
Wentz what didn't actually win a Super Bowl. He put the Eagles in a position to win. Well, I mean, he's got the ring. Yeah. He's got the ring. And listen, would they have had the favorable playoff schedule if he hadn't done what he had done in the regular season? I fear he may. they may not have. Nick Foles, you know, all the credit in the world to him, who's a guy who's not a very good quarterback when we, you know, speak on, speak of things on a grand scale, played incredibly well in those playoffs and in that Super Bowl. But, you know, Carson Wentz did a lot of the groundwork in the regular season to get him there. He deserves that respect. Yeah, there you go. Okay, a couple of texts, and then we're going to take a break and declinations on the way. LT, it just came to me, J-Mo not on the airwaves this way because he's finally home writing the book. The people need to know. I will tell you just from what he told me, this book would would be an all-time great seller, and it is the opposite of every book Pierre Burton ever wrote. I will say no more. LT, are you intimating Sheriff Buford T. Justice flapping his arms? <laughs> That's what came to me, and it's my fault. You ever have a moment where you just want to, you, you see something and you just want to, like, you want to just tear up a little bit? Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. My daughter just texted me, tested me, texted me. She she got a job. Oh, well, that's yeah, awesome. I'm so pleased. That's that's it's, tremendous. You know, Declan, and I was I was borderline kind to you today. Yes. And this is the this is the repayment. Oh, that's awesome. Got to remember awesome, to yeah. do that. So normally for, for me, when I start to tear up because I see something so beautiful, it's when you intro the Mama MMA segment. But this is nice too. <laughs> so. Coming up is Declinations. What's the song we're going to hear? We are going to hear Precious Declarations. Oh. Yeah, that is our... I mean, it doesn't have to be, but uh, that is that has kind of become the Declinations intro song. How many inappropriate words does this one have, Declan? You know, never heard the song in my life before I uh, started playing it to intro <laughs> this, uh, this segment. Okay. Danger Lurks. It's the Lowdown with Low Tide on Sports 1440. It's the Lowdown on Sports 1440 for Wolf GMC Buick. Visit wolfgmcbuick.com. That's a good song. I like that guy's voice. What's the name of the band? Collective Soul. Okay, they're new, are they? Are they... Not too familiar with them at, uh, <laughs> at all. But, uh, you know, they intro our segment, so we're, uh, we're fans. Collective Soul were, were, there was a time. I don't remember the era, but they were a time. They were kind of big. Should we play some En Vogue today? No. Yeah, let's, we'll mix it in. Okay, all right. So it's Declinations. It's your... It's your thing, baby. Yep. And we are looking for what? The top five players in the NHL. Very broad, very general. You do know that that there have been times in the past when your choices on different subject matter have been perilous for you in I terms do. of the comments. And, and this is a possibly extremely dangerous area you're heading into. And I think it will get divisive. And I think I will... Lose the troops a little you bit. You know that I love you and that I will support you in any way. But if sure. there if there is any real pushback, I will I will throw you under the bus. And I fully expect pushback. Right. And okay. that's why I thought about not doing this list. Because I like I said, I fully expect it to be divisive. I fully expect to get pushback. But so nevertheless. How many months? Five months into your career with me and you you've I'm about to shoot it down the tube. You've flown too close to the sun yes, that's I'm, what's happening here i'm about to ruin it it's all yeah. gonna go out the window so if if um i mean if my list would have mark pouliot on it so i think you'll do better but let's hear what what your number five are you going one to five or five to one? Oh, always five to one all right Come on, five to countdown. one number five austin your, oh sorry casey Kasem. go <laughs> <laughs> thought the intro was done there uh, uh everyone can probably guess who it is by that first name it is of course Austin Matthews. Austin Matthews, my estimation, the fifth best player in the NHL. I mean, we look at the, what this guy's on pace for this season. What? Like, he's on pace for 71 goals. Now, obviously, you know, to hit that, it's going to take some work. That would be an incredible clip. I'm not sure if he's going to get there, but he's a two-time Rocket winner. He has a heart. I think he's the best pure goal scorer in the league. Probably the best pure goal scorer we've seen since Alex Ovechkin. I don't think that's a hot take by any stretch of the imagination. Needs to work on his playmaking a little bit. But, I mean, three straight – four. this is going to be the fourth straight season with 40-plus goals. Uh, or fifth straight season with 40-plus goals, excuse me. 60 a couple years ago when he won the heart. Like I said, on pace for 70. No one can score the puck like this guy. He's my number five. Okay. I like the choice, and I like where you have him. Four. Kale McCarr. Nice. I think Kale McCarr is the best defenseman in the world. And Kale McCarr, at the ripe young age, 
at the ripe young age of just 25, already has all the accolades to be a Hall of Famer. He has a Calder. He has a Norris. He's a cup champion. And with that cup championship, he has a Conn Smythe. Kale yeah. McCarr, not only is his offensive prowess amazing, I think he's second in the league in NHL defenseman behind Quinn Hughes right now. He's having an unreal year. But Kale McCarr, as good as he is offensively, he is one of the few defensemen in the world who I think can, you know, I'm not saying he'd come out on top every time, but if you're going one-on-one with McDavid, I like Kale McCarr's chances because of how good he is defensively. We know what he can do offensively. He's an incredible skater. I think he's the best pure defenseman in the world. I think he's the be- one of the best offensive defensemen in the world. He's my number four. Two things on him. Number one, uh, he changed the offside rule. Number two, he is such a good skater in all directions. If, you, if part of the game was you had to skate up the side of the boards backwards, he could do it. He's a, he's an impossibilist. He really is. Number three, Nikita Kucherov. Whoa, you know he's from Russia, right? Yeah, oh I had heard. God. I had read the press clippings. Apparently oh, he is from he's Russia. He's not from Sudbury. I think Nikita Kucherov is on his way to being one of the most underrated players ever. We don't talk about Nikita Kucherov and the best player in the world conversation nearly enough. This is a guy who has an Art Ross. He has a heart. He's a two-time Cub champion. There are only two seasons. And he could very well be on his way to winning another heart this year. It could end up to who wins the scoring race between him and Nathan Mack. There are only two seasons in his career outside of his rookie season where he wasn't a point-per-game player. And in those two seasons, he had 29 and then 30 goals. I think he is criminally underrated. We don't talk about him enough. And I think a lot of that is because, you know, the Braden points, the Headmans, the Vasses, the Stamkos is how well that Tampa Bay Lightning roster is put together. But I think he is very much one of the top players in the world. I don't think he gets talked about enough. I think he is an incredible talent. And for my money, he's the third best hockey player in the world. Here's the problem. He didn't grow up on a sod farm in Oakville. It's true. And so because he's Russian, we don't we don't create lore over Russian players or Swedish players or Finnish players. It's a you know, if I hear one more story about how the Stahl family, you know, were the and I'm sure they worked hard and I'm sure they're good human beings. But, you know, Kucherov has courage. Kucherov has skill. Mm-hmm. We don't talk about that, and it's unfortunate, but I, I'm with you. I think he's a wonderful player. The one thing I hold against Nikita Kucherov, and I know you don't feel the same way, but I really hold the no con smice against him. Otherwise, I think he would probably be number two on my list. But I, you know, we, Hedman won it the one year, Vass won it the next. I, I think he's obviously incredible. What he can do offensively is phenomenal. But I do think for him to jump up into that next tier, when I, when I talk about the next tier, I talk about the McDavid tier. He needs to have a Conn Smythe. I don't well, like that he can win two cups and not have a Conn Smythe, but regardless, my third best. Well, I, I, I have to say that I saw Yari Curry not win a Conn Smythe, yes. so it can happen. And that's my thing. But he, I, I, you know, I obviously I don't think it's a secret I'm more of a basketball fan than an NHL fan, than a hockey fan. Well, you're not going to put a basketball guy at two, are you? <laughs> Michael, no, I'm not. Um, but what I was going to say is that basketball, you know, I need to change my view, my view about this a little bit and change my mindset about this because in basketball, you dominate the game so much more as an individual that when you don't win, you know, the NBA Finals, I think it significantly hurts your stock. Obviously, that's not the case in hockey because it's so much more of a team game. I totally get that, but I, I still have to hold it against him a little bit. Okay. Number two, Nathan McKinnon. Nathan McKinnon. Wait a minute. Number two, Nathan McKinnon. Number two, Nathan McKinnon. Number two, Nathan McKinnon. Nathan McKinnon, listen, only has one 100-point season. He's going to go on to get another 100-point season this year. You know, injuries aside, I would presume with the way he's playing. He has been nothing but incredibly consistent. We've seen him put up 40 goals. We've seen him put up over 60 assists. We've seen him put up in the high 50s assists. He's an incredibly consistent guy. He skates well with the puck, incredibly skilled, great mitts phenomenal player he's never you know he doesn't have a heart he could end up winning his first this year if he doesn't you know lose it to cooch that's probably what i would imagine the conversation is going to end up being but he's been such a good player and such in that's the top of that second tier for a number of years he's my number two do me a favor and do not look at the, the yeah text line no i haven't yet i'm looking forward to getting to it not i will give my reasoning in a second listen obviously number one it goes without saying, Connor McDavid. He's the best. He's the best athlete in the world. I think yeah. he is uh, best hockey player in the world. Excuse me. I think he's the second most dominant athlete in their sport behind Shohei Otani. He, he's incredible. Every time. This is what I've clocked about Connor McDavid. Their plays in a you know football game when you're watching Patrick Mahomes, where you'll go, "Whoa, how did he do that?" Or when you're watching a basketball game with Nikola Jokic, and you'll go, "Whoa, how did he do that?" 
every time Connor McDavid touches the puck, you're holding your breath because you don't know if you're about to see something outstanding and amazing. And yeah, I agree totally. Yeah, and that's just not something you see every day. It's it's not a question. This isn't up for debate. Connor McDavid is the best player in hockey today. He's arguably the most talented player in hockey we've ever seen. And now I'm going to circle back a little bit, if you would allow me, oh, to sure. why Leon Draisaitl should make my list. Because it was between it was between Leon Leon Kale and Austin were the ones who I was uh, really thinking about. But this is what it came down to for me. If I was, if I woke up tomorrow as Ken Holland. Or if I was just Declan Kruger and I was the general manager of the Edmonton Oilers and Brad Tree Living rang me and said, hey, we'll give you Austin Matthews for Leon Dreisaitl one for one. What it came down to for me, contracts aside, I would take that deal. If I got a call from Colorado or Tampa and it was, hey, we're going to give you Kale McCarr for Leon one for one, I would take that. If it was Nathan McKinnon or Leon, you see where I'm going with this? Yeah, I'm, if I'm those, just hoping you're applying for work in Toronto. I just, no, I, no, listen, I think Leon is incredible. I think Leon is phenomenal. I don't think he's a power play merchant. I think he is right there in that tier of the all-time you know, great players we have in the league today. I don't think he's in the McDavid tier. I think he firmly sits with the other four guys I mentioned. I think he's phenomenal. I think he's great. He has a heart. He's a foundation of this team. I hope he never leaves. With all that said, I stand by. If I was offered a Matthews for Leon Dreisaitl trade one for one, I think I would take it. Okay. So, goodbye, all the other subjects on, yeah. <laughs> on our text line. Um, should I look at the text line now? Should, well, go for it. Um, I just want to tell you that, that words are, are merely words, and they are, you know, opinions. And, and I don't want this they're to... They're not a reflection of you. I don't want this to any way be that I am, um, you know, anti-Leon Dreisaitl. I think he's incredible. I think we are blessed to have him in an Edmonton Oilers uniform. I think we are blessed to have him running our second line and playing on our power play. I'm not trying to run him out of town by any stretch of the imagination, but I just think Austin Matthews is more transcendent at scoring the puck than anything Leon Dreisaitl does. And maybe I'll end up being proven wrong. Maybe their careers will play out and Leon will Did clear Did you factor Austin. in penalties, or I'm sorry, injuries? No, I, you know, I, injuries are unforeseen. I like to take a player at their peak and at their best. And maybe Leon will go on and run the table and end up having a far better career than Austin and I'll end up eating my words. But I stand well, by that, it as That's right. your opinion and that, yeah. that we appreciate that you bring it. And people are showing their appreciation on our text line at one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. Love it. And I just want to say, shout out Sean D, who had the same top five as me. the The, the order was was mi- mixed around a little bit, but I appreciate that. Thank you, Sean D. I got one fan still. No, I, I here's one. Low tide. I'm sorry. Whatever your friend's name is, he's dead to me. So you know. <laughs> I, I I'm going to say that that. I don't know, you know, the particular order would change, but I think I think McDavid McKinnon, that's that I think that's established law. Kucherov is a great player, and I do believe he's underrated. Matthews is a great player. McCarr is a great player. Drysaddle is a great player. I don't I don't think your your process is wrong at all, um, and I think your conclusion is justifiable and brave. And Jordan, I think, says anyone from two to six is interchangeable, and I think that's probably fair. Are you reading all of these? Are you okay? I'm I'm getting through them. I imagined I would alienate myself a little bit. Okay. But I can live with it, and I stand by it for now. And again, maybe I'll end up being proven wrong. Maybe everyone texting in will end up being incredibly right, and I'll have to eat crow, and I'll have to go back and apologize to everybody one by one. I'm completely fine to do that. I'm happy to do that if it comes. Maybe, uh, maybe you'll have to buy everybody a Hot Wheels. I'll I'll buy everyone a Hot Wheels if 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 the situation needs be. Needs be. I like it. One thing I'll say is you got everybody, everybody talking, which is great. It's an opinion, folks, and it's the thing about this opinion is, I, I think it's like shades of gray. Uh, McDavid is the best player in the world. McKinnon, I believe, is the second best player in the world. I, I, 
I have time for Makar as high as three, but I understand the Kucherov selection as well. I do understand that. So those would be my top four. So then I have Leon and I have uh, Matthews. And our learned young friend here, Declan, did not factor in injury. I think that Leon's durability and his ability to play through injuries is is worth taking into account. And Matthew's injury history is also. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna throw Declan under the bus because I think it's a solid list. And I do think it I do think that if people are are upset that Dreisidel is the sixth best player in the world in the in the NHL, that's a pretty good place to be upset. Sixth and your first, I think that's pretty splendid. And I will say we did get a text in here. I won't throw anyone's names under the bus because I'll be the one to take this on the chin and eat it. And you know, I've made my bet, I'll lie in it. But we had a text come in here. I think your take is perfectly fine. I would actually maybe even put pasta ahead of Leon. So listen, me Sean Sean D, this other guy and me, like me, you know. I'm saying there's maybe some merit to what we're talking about. Well, I think I, the only reason I would put Pasternak behind Leon, I love Pasternak, I'm a Bruins fan, is that I think Leon plays center and Leon is a bull. And Pasternak is, I mean, he's a wonderful player, but he is he is um, a winger. He's not a, a brute. And I, I'm not saying Leon's a brute. I'm saying that Leon is a physical, rugged fellow. And... I would give Leon the edge there. I think you've got the top six. It's the order. The Matthew Awanek of 1440 has surfaced. Wow. You know what? I'll just say also, because obviously this is pretty, uh, you know, we got a lot of conversation going about this one. We just got a text in that said McDavid is the best offensive player, but isn't the best overall hockey player in the world. Yeah, you're, I'm not so, buying that. Well, I'm just, okay. You, well, yeah. me neither, of course, but I'm just... Now I'm deflecting a little bit. I'm realizing in real time what I'm doing. Well, so. I mean, the, the, I will give you the, the if you if you were just pointedly wrong, I would I would say that you are. I will say that I, I mean, I don't know what I would. Have. I think I have the top three. The top three for me are McDavid, McKinnon, McCarr. After that, I'm not sure where I'd go, and I respect the hell out of you putting. Kucherov there because I do think the Russians get, you know, the, the lack of attention paid to the Russians and the lack of stories around the Russians is pronounced. And I think Kucherov, I mean, what has he done? Well, in the middle of the era where it's been dominated by an American from California and another fellow from Toronto, rural Toronto, uh, who is absolutely lighting up for the Edmonton Autos. Once every few decades, somebody comes over here and does it. Um, I mean, I I respect your opinion. I think that you, I think you did a hell of a job. You explained yourself, and Leon being sixth, it's not a tragedy. What What are you going to do next week? Um, you know, I don't know. Probably go, go after a specific religion. Maybe I mean I'm not sure what you can do for an encore. But no, I'll probably start looking for jobs. All I will say is we got a you know there's some text flying in here, so oh, maybe yeah. I'm not no. completely off my rocker. We got a text in that said they would take Barkov over Leon. So there is some. I'm, it's not okay, completely baseless. What I'm saying. You've got family members now. Yeah, I, I better stop. You know, I'm just. I mean, I'm just fine. Somebody's saying that Matthews uh, is from Arizona. I believe he is born in San Ramon, California. I believe that's where he was born. Or do we not do that anymore? I mean, where you were growing up is one thing, but he's from San Ramon, California. And he is a hell of a player. 39 goals in 45 games. You know. And the fact that he's on pace, I believe, to play, if not all the games, close to, that's a positive. This will be the third year in a row that he's played 73 or more games. That's a good sign. He's going to score 500 goals by the time he's 28. He's got a chance to do a, a really big number. Oh, Lansky's already chiming in. <laughs> uh, so Steve, I was saying to myself, what will Steve say? Not about this particular subject, but in general. And now I know. So it's 1257. 
We will take a break. Lansky and Yaremchuk are on the way in hour number two. This is the Lowdown with Low Tide on Sports 1440. This is a Sports 1440 update. And for your Sports 1440 update brought to you by Tommy Guns. The unique lounges and casual settings make it easy for anyone to rock a new look and get the best hotel shave experience. Book now at TommyGuns.com. Four games today in the NHL. Vegas in New York against the Rangers and Florida in Pittsburgh against the Penguins. Both of those at five. The Kings in Colorado at seven and the Blues in Seattle at eight. Montreal Canadiens forward Brendan Gallagher will have a phone hearing with the NHL's Department of Player Safety today for an illegal check to the head of Islanders defenseman Adam Pellick. And in case you missed it, the Columbus Blue Jackets activated defenseman Zach Wierenski off injured reserve. Also in the NHL, Owen Tiffett is staying in Philadelphia as he is set to sign an eight-year, $49.6 million contract extension with the Flyers. The deal has an average annual value of $6.2 million, and the Toronto Maple Leafs will be placing forward Bobby McCann on IR. Eight games in the NBA, including the Toronto Raptors hosting the LA Clippers at 530 NFL news is the Baltimore Ravens tight end Mark Andrews was activated off IR today with the intention of him returning for Sunday's AFC Championship game. Two games in the AJHL tonight, the Okotoks in Brooks and Drumheller in Fort Mac, both games at 7, and you can watch both on flowhockey.tv. Ten games in the WHL, including the Edmonton Oil Kings. They're in action in Red Deer against the Rebels. Puck drop for that one at 7. And finally, U of A Golden Bears hockey with two games on the road this weekend against U of S tonight at 6 and tomorrow at 4. Well, the Pandas also with two games this weekend down at the Claire Drake Arena, also against U of S tonight at 7 and tomorrow at 